Welcome to Unity of Tucson. Thank you so much. Uncharacteristically, I'm not going to talk about the song right yet. I usually talk about the song pretty quickly. Um, I wanted to start today, actually, with a story from the Zen Buddhist tradition. And the story goes like this. Two monks were about to cross a muddy river. Although a high current was making the river muddy, it was not very deep and was quite formidable and was quite fordable, not formidable, it was quite fordable. <laughs> Those have two entirely different meanings. <laughs> and was quite fordable. Just then, a maiden appeared in a beautiful kimono that went all the way to her ankles. Naturally, the maiden was hesitant to step into the river lest her clothes be ruined. One of the monks asked permission to pick her up. When she nodded, he carried her across the river and put her down. The maiden thanked him and went on her way. The other monk soon caught up with the first, and they both continued on their way. After about an hour, the second monk spoke. Brother, you did something very wrong back there, you know. We monks are not supposed to touch women, let alone carry them for as long as it took you to cross the river, a full five minutes, and you held her so close. The first monk replied, Brother, I carried the maiden for five minutes, but you are still carrying her. I love this story because it is a, remi a reminder to me of a couple of things. How easy it is for us to hold on to things when we are not actively thoughtful. And also, the power of release that we have at our disposal. The capacity to let things go, to let it go. You know, I've been singing a song all month. Surrender, let it go. Because I knew that we were going to be coming up to this end of the uh, fall spiritual renewal series, and it was a, it was the, the final message of the series was part of, partly going to be focused on release and our capacity to let go of the things that don't serve us. It's a very important power. In fact, so important that the first talk I ever gave from this platform uh, just over a year ago when I was here as a guest speaker was all about the capacity to be able to put things down. I don't know if, if you were here, if you remember, I had a, a bag and I had all of these books and I talked about how we fill our bag with all the great knowledge and all the things that work for us and it works for us and it works for us and we carry that around and we carry it around and we carry it around and eventually it can weigh us down and we must take stock at some point to be able to look into that bag and say what is ready to be released, what is ready to be put down. That whole, that whole talk was all about release. Joseph Campbell 
summed up part of that concept and the idea of release so magnificently in his quote. He wrote, we must be willing to get rid of the life we have planned so as to live the life that is waiting for us. It is so easy to make all kinds of plans. And, we're, and, it's, and I'm not saying that plans are bad. I'm saying it is important to have goals, but we must also have the flexibility to be able to let those things go if, they, if we find that they are not serving us. We must be resilient in our capacity to move forward and let go. There is great, great power in the capacity to release, and I think it is a power that goes utilized far too far too little. I've held on to things in my life. Oh, boy, have I held on to some things in my life that did not serve me. Boy, the freedom that expressed itself when I let those things go. Can you bring to mind anything, anything that you can look to that you have released in your life and it has allowed your life to become lighter? Just bring something to mind. It doesn't have to be earth-shattering. It can be one small thing. But within that thing, whatever it is, allow yourself to acknowledge the power of release that was at your command the whole time. But boy, do we love to hold on to stuff. There are many ways of release. You know, one of the big ways of release um, is releasing attachment to material things, letting go of stuff, right? When you let go of stuff, what are you left with? What are you left with? When I, was, when I first moved to Los Angeles, I went through a uh, breakup with a partner who, it was very tumultuous, it was a very tumultuous breakup, and when I, we had an apartment together and I walked out, and I was gone for about a week. And when I returned, he had literally taken everything. And I walked back to an empty apartment. He had decided to move out. I walked back into an empty apartment. And it was in that moment that I had a very strong lesson about release and the capacity for resilience within release. Because I looked around and I thought, he has left with all this stuff. And what I'm left with is my self-esteem, my self-respect, my value, my understanding of my worth in this world. And I can accumulate more stuff if I want it. But what's important here? What's important here? What are you left with when you get rid of all that stuff? There's another thing, letting go of conscious attachments that we have. The conscious attachments of things like guilt and anger and shame. Oh, that's a big one. Holding on to shame for whatever it is. And shame is completely rooted in past experiences. And the degree to which we can let those things go opens us up. Letting go. Letting go of I can't. It's one of my big ones. I'm always... You know, when people come to me uh, sometimes for spiritual coaching, counseling, spiritual direction, what I often hear are people telling me all the reasons why they can't move forward, why they can't, why they can't, why they can't. And I'm always attuned to those words, I can't. And I invite this question, what can you do? 
What is an action you can take? What is a consciousness you can embody? What is a way that you can move forward? And in the can, you must have a willingness to release all the can'ts. Letting go of the need to compare our present with the past. That's a great one to let go of. Principle is not bound by precedent. Those are the words of Thomas Troward. Principle is not bound by precedent. And I know it's very jargony. People are like, oh, what does that mean? What it means is that that infinite creative principle that is the core of each and every one of us is not bound by anything that has ever unfolded in the past. There is no precedent for what principle can be right now in this moment for each and every one of us but we must be willing to let go of those past ideas, those past paradigms. When you let go of all of that, what are you left with? Be still and know. Because what I have found is that what I am left with in that is one thing and one thing only. The understanding of the divinity at the core of me, that infinite creative essence, that force that is flowing forth and decided to show up as creation. When we release, when we release, we find a path to the acceptance of something new something new. It welcomes this affirmation. It, it, it welcomes this affirmation of the vital energy, the core life force of our being is engaged and unfolds so magnificently when we release all that stuff that drags us down. And that is what takes us from release into the 12th power, life that vital energy, that thing at the core of each and every one of us that is pressing forward, saying yes to all creation. Charles Fillmore wrote this, life is the energy that propels all forms into action. Life in the body is like electricity in the motor. Think about that, the feeling of that vibrancy. Life in the body is like electricity in the motor. It is the motivating factor at the core of each and every one of us, the animating factor of all that is. At the core of all creation, at the core of all creation is animation, life force. Now, we may perceive something, you know, I talk about it all the time, right? All these things that we perceive as inanimate, like the piano, and I love this piano. But if you go to the core of this piano, it is teeming with life force energy because as you explore the makeup of this and take it down and take it down and take it down to the molecular, the atomic, the subatomic, it's all life force energy letting itself be expressed. And it decided in whatever way that it was going to show up as a piano just like each and every one of us, on some level, whether we have the awareness of it or not, on some level, we decided to utilize that vital life force energy to show up as an individualization that is each and every one of us. Ooh, what an exciting thing to understand because it also means that when we harness the energy of that life force, releasing whatever is not in accordance with what we would like to experience, we set forth a new path. We forward a new path across that river into something magnificent. 
The power is at hand within each and every one of us. And we are not changing the past. Don't try to change the past. You can't do it. You cannot change the past. All you can do is convert the energy moving forward. Because fundamentally in physics, the first law of thermodynamics is energy can neither be created nor destroyed. It can only be converted. That's true for each and every one of us. We are not destroying any energy. We are simply converting it into the next great expression of our lives. We have the dominion to convert the energy purposefully and directedly, and that is the great gift and power for me of this New Thought philosophy. And it doesn't matter what your background in New Thought is, the core principle is change your thinking, change your life. Change your beliefs, change your life. Allow yourself to take root in that life force energy and utilize it for the most magnificent life that you can create, and you can create it. We can change. As life flows, as life flows, that's where the energy goes. We direct that flow. We direct that flow. And it is important, I think, for me to step into the active direction of that flow. And that, you may think is odd, brings me to the song. As we release and we set the course for what it is we would like to experience, the fuel in that magnificent creative energy uh, engine, the fuel in that magnificent creative engine is gratitude. I say it all the time. Gratitude is the fuel in the engine of creation. And if we are looking to create something magnificent in our lives, let us first step into gratitude. Gratitude is so important that in both the modes of prayer that are taught in unity and in religious science, they both have one of the five steps being gratitude, thanksgiving, the the capacity to live in gratefulness. When we live in daily, or even moment-to-moment gratitude, we are actively fueling that creative engine. Gratitude is a feeling that nurtures the soul. Rabbi Harold Kushner said this, if you concentrate on finding whatever is good in every situation, you will discover that your life will suddenly be filled with gratitude. If you concentrate on finding whatever is good in every situation, you will discover that your life will suddenly be filled with gratitude. When I sing that song, sometimes I'm stopped by the lyrics that are seemingly negative. A part of the structure of the song is to say that despite all of these things that may show up in the world of form, when we step into gratitude, we create the construct for shifting those things into a more harmonious, loving, and constructive place of being. Gratitude and life 
go hand in hand. Gratitude and release go hand in hand. Gratitude goes hand in hand with all the 12 powers. When we live in gratitude, it is an acceptance that we are living right here and right now in heaven because heaven is a state of mind. And we create the experience of heaven through the use of our mind. And it is very easy if we are not on top of our thinking and our belief system to step into creating the experience of the other place. You know what I'm talking about. But gratitude allows us to acknowledge this good. All these powers, all of them wrapped in gratitude and activated, reveal themselves as you, as me, as all creation, as each and every one of us. You get to activate them in every moment. How are you doing with that? Are you activating them? We have spent these last six weeks talking about all of these powers. How are they working for you? What is coming up for you? How are you putting them into practice in your life? In purposefully activating them, I believe that you will find that nothing in your life is impossible. Now we get to the title of the talk. (laughs) Impossible. Impossible is a consciousness of defeat. But these divine attributes are available to counteract the consciousness of the impossible. Now, I don't know if you get the email or if you were watching online and you noticed, you know, Freddie has been putting into the, pre, the pre-roll the message title for the day. And it's, you know, the message title of the day is impossible. But did anybody notice that little leaf that's between the I and the M? To Freddie, I said to him, I said, I want you to make it look like it might be a mistake that that is there. And maybe some people will look at it and go, was that on purpose? Was that a mistake? I don't know. Because it goes in alignment with this magnificent quote of Audrey Hepburn. Audrey Hepburn, who said this, nothing is impossible. The word itself says, I'm possible. Nothing is impossible. The word itself says, I'm possible. And you are possible. Each and every one of us is possible. We are spiritual beings living in a spiritual universe governed by a spiritual law of cause and effect. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that that law is constructive and the degree to which we step into the activity of creation through these 12 powers or through whatever technique works for you, we create magnificent lives for ourselves. It's what I speak about at the beginning of every service, putting into practice practical tools for a better life. The law is constructive. We are the ones who decide what to impress upon that law. The law only knows to evolve from whatever we consciously involve and impress upon it. So in what way will you make your impression today into that law of cause and effect that says, yes, yes, yes. What will you release? What will you let go? What will you accept as that life force energy? In what way can you experience that from a consciousness of gratitude and say, I am possible? 
In what way will you share with the world your personal acknowledgement? I am possible. Everything is possible. I do create. I am creating at all times the magnificent expression of my life, no matter what. Your personal acknowledgement of I am possible is the creative source within you flowing forth into magnificent expression. Do not deny it. Live in gratitude for it and accept every single day the notion of I am possible. Namaste. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.